Welcome to the Growing Up Cast, a weekly feel-good podcast where we talk about new movies coming down the pipeline, brand new superhero shows on streaming services, bunch of new music, bunch of new chapters, and I have one hell of a day. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. So this week we cover a lot of ground. I know I say that a lot, but I literally covered a lot of ground this week, and I can't wait to tell you guys the entire story. There's pictures and videos to accompany the story up on the goingcast.com blog we talk about amazon's new superhero show the boys i talk about what marvel's coming down with phase four and a bunch of other shit but if you like the going up cast and wish to support the going up cast there's also great ways you can do that go to patreon.com forward slash going up cast and become a five dollar patron which gives you access to the monthly live stream of which i neglected to do for the month of july of which i am very sorry we will do two in august just for y'all so it's a great time to become a patron because you get twice as many fun live streams in the month of august so isn't that exciting and you can go to goingcast.com forward slash store and you can get yourself a mystery book which could be literally anything or you can get a customized audiobook reading of whatever piece of literary of your choosing. Also, quick note, at the top of the hour here at the Goingcast, I have recently created a Facebook page for the Goingcast. Just search Going Upcast and you will find the Facebook page. Feel free to go like it there. Uh, links to uh, episodes and audiobook chapters will go there as well as links to any videos I may post. You can find all of this information also on goingcast.com, but I decided to do a little bit of cross promotion. So I've set it up on my phone. Basically, if I post something to Instagram, it will go up on bam, Twitter, and it will go up on bam, Facebook. So there you go. You can find me on Instagram, also a goingcast. Change the username there. Fine there, no problem. On Twitter, at Growing Up Cast or at M A R G I N K O R. Anyway, let us move on to the first thing in the podcast. In this world of superhero media, it's nice to have something come in that's unusual, that's a bit different, takes a different spin on the whole genre. And we have that in the brand new Amazon Prime show, The Boys. It's a superhero black comedy show. It's got eight episodes in the first season. I've seen episode one, and I enjoyed it. I think it it really does put a, put a spin on it. You know, in this show, the the superheroes are kind of run by this business known as a Voight or Vought or whatever, and they're they're in it for like the money. You know, they get a percentage of the merchandising deals and the movie deals and all this other stuff and. They, they show takes a look at some of the collateral damage that superheroing as like an act could cause. And I appreciate that because, you know, people complain about shit like uh, fucking Man of Steel just destroying half of a fucking city and like millions of people should have died. But then they retconned and said like, oh, no, most city was evacuated. So everybody's fine. And blah, blah. And we're all like bullshit. And this show fucking first 10 minutes chick gets completely fucking annihilated by a speedster just vaporized like she's gone and you're just like holy crap um but the show deals with with topics like uh ptsd i think very well um that whole absolute power corrupts absolutely fucking for sure um it deals with it's kind of got this like um shadowy cabal organizational feel going on where it's like 
the the corporation that controls the superheroes controls the world that kind of jam um and then you've got the uh the anti-heroes uh known as the titular boys who are trying to overthrow their terrible kind of dictatorship over the whole world and stuff and it's it's really good the two main leads are uh, a guy named huey uh who is played by jack quaid which is a great fucking name um and he's actually dennis quaid's kid did not know that i had to look it up i'm like quaid that's a unique last name is it and it was and i was like damn that's awesome fucking love dennis quaid um, and then we've got on the other side, um, a super named Starlight, uh, whose real name is Annie January, played by Aaron um, Moriarty. And they are both wonderful. Um, the writing is super solid. I, I, I enjoy it. Like, it's it's hitting the, the story so far, at least, is hitting the marks it needs to be hitting in order to tell, like, the hero's journey. Um, that classic, you know, uh, there's the... There's the initiating plug that gets like the main character into action they meet the mentor there's the no 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 i don't want to do this okay i'll do this moment you know there's that classic shit like when luke was like i can't go with you to to coruscant or wherever the fuck they were going i can't remember but you know it's it's the whole like i can't do that thing i've got to take care of some other shit and the mentor goes all right that's fine it's whatever see you tomorrow and um the kid shows up tomorrow and he's like all right i'll do it and the guy's like all right let's sit there right you know it's that that classic moment there's um there's a couple of media things i can think of where that moment doesn't happen um one of them is brutal legend but that's not what i'm really talking about but it's so far it's hitting the right notes it's it's doing everything it needs to do in order to be a really really good story and unlike most shows nowadays where it doesn't do a good job of fucking setting up its shit I find that with, a, like, a lot of shows. It'll be like, oh, you know, it takes, like, 8 to 16 episodes for it to really get going. And I'm like, no show should fucking do that. That's just bad writing. It's like, no, oh, it's super artsy, and you just don't get it. Blah, blah, blah. Show gets going in episode 1, and you know who everybody fucking is, and you know where they all stand, and you know pretty much why they're doing the shit they're doing. All figured out in episode 1. All right? It just further develops that shit, presumably, in later episodes. Game of Thrones did it. Avatar The Last Airbender did it. The Boys did it. Batman did it. Like, the best show, Scrubs did it. You, like, you don't need 8 to 15 episodes of a show in order to figure out what the fuck is going on. Neon Genesis Evangelion did it. Episode 1. You know who everybody was and you knew where they stood. Fucking right away. You don't, it doesn't waste your goddamn time. It didn't treat you like you were an idiot. It just went like, here's the shit, let's go. We got eight episodes to tell the story we want to tell, and it just went. So, that's awesome. Also, this show has a ludicrous amount of executive producers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten executive producers. Including Seth Rogen. I mean, I'd, I'd want, I'm fucking, I want to produce this shit. That was, this show's fucking awesome. Um, but yes, I, I very much enjoy it. It does get going. It won't waste your time. Soundtrack's solid. Cinematography is really good. There were a couple of shots I really enjoyed. Special effects budget is rad. I would highly recommend it. I encourage you to go check it out, especially if you have Amazon Prime. Um, if you don't, I think you uh, free trial it and just power your house your way through it. It's only eight episodes, I, like hour long each. Eight hours, no problem. That's a that's a day, you know, or a weekend, you know, four episodes a day. You can just crank them out. So I would uh, I would highly recommend it. But you know what? Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. 
It's another week, which means we have another wonderful batch of Harry Potter chapters. We've got Chapter 16, Godric's Hollow, Chapter 17, Bethilda's Secret, Chapter 18, The Laughing Lies of Albus Bedumbledores. A lot of good stuff in, uh, in these chapters. I completely missed a beat because last week we finally said goodbye to the character of Ron Weasley. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should probably listen to these books because it's going to get pretty crazy going forward. Anyway, the highlight for this week comes to us out of chapter 18, where I tell the the beloved author of these books to please, 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 please stop adding shit to the canon after the books. Let's take a listen. He turned his attention to the book. Its spine was stiff. It clearly had never been opened. He ruffled through the pages looking for photographs. He came across the one he saw at almost at once. The young Dumbledore and his handsome companion roaring with laughter at some long-forgotten joke. Harry dropped his eyes to the caption. Albus Dumbledore shortly after his mother's death with his friend Geller Grindelwald. He gapped at the last words for several long moments. Grindelwald. His friend Grindelwald. He looked sideways at Hermione. Actually, if you listen to J.K. Rowling, his gay lover Grindelwald, and apparently it was a rocking hard sexual relationship for years they were fucking during the war during the battle boning every which way because jk can't keep her goddamn mouth shut about this shit nobody wants to know about it. you know wizards shit their pants and they just vanished it they just fucking they didn't give a shit i think i already mentioned it but it's still disgusting and she should not have said anything doesn't fucking matter you wrote the books stop writing another one anyway three brand new chapters of harry potter drop every wednesday night Sometime, it's it's anybody's guess at this point when those go up. Sometime on Wednesday night. At, definitely after 5 o'clock and definitely before midnight. Unless I forget, in which case they go up the next day. But most of, most of the time, I'm pretty good about it. Sometime Wednesday night. You can listen to them on goingcast.com. Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Today has been one hell of a day. I'm going to try to really capture just everything that went down today. Now, today being, it's a couple of days ago, so don't worry about the timeline. Anyway, woke up this morning on my farm, sure why not, and I got an invite to go what I would have called tubing down a river, um, but apparently it's called floating. Cool. Uh, there's a river, there's many rivers. Uh, but this river in question was out in Fall City, Washington. This is the Snoqualmie River, so it's a bit of a bit of a whirlwind ride out from uh, my neck of the woods in northern Seattle. And I did not have a raft, uh, so I had to swing through Fred Meyer to pick one up. Apparently, they had to sail, so it was all very serendipitous. Um, that was probably the last good bit of luck I had today was that the raft was on sale at Fred Meyer on my way to the rafting place. I also bought a towel because I kind of ran out of my house in a very, very quick hurry and forgot to bring a towel. Did remember sunscreen though, which my skin is very thankful for. So roll on out there off to a, it's a company called Fall City Floating and I park in their grassy lot, text my friends, you know, it was their idea. Um, so I text them. I'm like, I'm here. Just to, where are you? Where are y'all at? And they're like, Oh, we we gotta go get rafts. Fred Meyer. We're gonna be like 20 minutes. And I was like, Ah, right, that's cool. So I just hang out. You know, I'm listening to the Adventure Zone again. I'm like 24 episodes in, and I've been on it for like a week. Uh, so I'm blasting through that. Um, and I'll talk more about stuff like that. Anyway, 
hanging out. I'm um, just sitting in my trunk, just a bunch of people walking with rafts. And by the time they show up, it turns out that the uh, the the wait uh, to ride the shuttle is pretty extensive. Uh, see, the the rafting experience is about three hours, despite the fact that you're traveling like maybe two and a half miles of river. Um, apparently, the current isn't very quickly, so if you just kind of gently, if you like truly lazy river that shit you're in the water for like three hours um and so you know the line is long because you know you rotate people and it, it takes a little while and so uh they decided to go to another part of the river where there's like a little beach and just kind of hang out for a bit while we wait for the line to die down and then we'll circle back around and do the flooding and so they're like follow us we'll show you it's just like up river you know and we'll go check it out and i'm like cool and it takes me a minute to get back to my car, and I stuff the, the tube in, um, which was a bad idea. I eventually rectified this uh, pretty quickly, but um, it blocked my uh, rearview mirror completely. So I, I had to like pull over and deflate it so I could do that. Uh, by the time I got back to my car, though, and like started to drive, they were gone. Uh, I don't know where my friends went. I, like, I, compl- I lost them instantly. Um, cause you know, it took me a while to get back to my car and by the time I got back there, they had already left. Um, about 45 minutes of me driving to like four different locations where they thought they were. Um, I went to a off leash dog park where that's when I had to deflate the thing because like trying to back out of the parking spot I had gotten into when there's just dogs just like running around like the one time I don't want bad visibility is when there's just a bunch of loose dogs so yeah I deflated the raft and backed out of there then ended up at the Mount Sai Golf Club which was full of people like fucking slammed with people all with their little golf caddies and their oh their fancy gloves and their golfing gear and all that shit just in my way while I'm trying to find out where these where my fucking friends went. And then eventually I find like a rusted out bridge and I find a spot, like spot on the street to just park my car. I park the car. Eventually find them on the beach. And we hang out there for a couple of hours. You know, the water's really nice. They brought like beer and stuff. So we're just hanging out. Um, sheriff comes over at one point and we're all like, oh boy, this will be great. And the sheriff's like, I don't care that you're drinking. Just, you know, know your limits and be smart and safe. And we're like, you got it, Sheriff. I'm like, I'm sitting there going like, I'm 25 years old. What, what the fuck you think, what kind of shit you think you're pulling? Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, we uh, we hung out there for a little while and then it was agreed upon by the group that it would be like, you know, come three o'clock, uh, we'll send a scout. We'll send somebody to go check out what the line looks like, check the conditions, see what the, see what the play is. I elected to be the scout because I packed in like the least amount of stuff. Like they had blankets and rafts and coolers and all this shit that I had to lug back to the car. And I was like, it'll take me way less time to grab my shirt and just head back to my car. So that's exactly what I did. Uh, eventually made my way to not the lot I originally started in because that is the end of the journey. Um, I eventually went to the uh, start of the journey in a drop off zone where you need like a, a, a discovery pass which is this thing for like national parks and stuff that we do in the state of Washington. Uh, you like when you get your um, new tags for your car, uh, like new tabs for the license, but you can get a discovery pass at the same time. And it's like good for a year and you can go to basically any state park or whatever. And uh, I don't remember. I don't think I got one this last time, uh, which is probably fine because the first time I used the discovery pass I bought last time 
was today and it expired this month so it's like i had that thing for a year before i finally fucking used it so i was just like you know what i'm good i don't need i don't need another one um but i go up to that that lot and uh it's pretty packed but i find a i find a spot and i pull in and i i'm texting my friends and i'm like there's some spots just like come on over and they're like well you know it's been a long day and people just kind of want to hang out at the beach so i think we're just gonna stay here um and i'm like that's totally fine you know i came all this way to float i hung out with them for a little while so i felt like you know everything was happy and i decided that you know i had driven all this way and i'll float down river and i'll figure something out on the on the way back i'll i'll hitch a ride with the uh, with the fall city um people you know the the ones that are like doing the thing and i'll be like hey i parked up north uh you think i can hitch a ride and i think it would have been like five bucks um but i wouldn't have had my wallet with me because i left that in the car for rafting so i didn't i didn't end up doing this thing but i i don't know how i would have done it anyway may have had a hitchhike um worst case scenario would have been walking the 2.6 miles barefoot i think would have been the worst case scenario but that's that would have been an option um certainly doable uh, but in the blazing sun holding onto the raft i'm sure somebody would have pulled over and been like hey do you want to ride um at that point because people are generally nice but i've parked my car my friends aren't showing up and i'm like all right cool um just kind of getting ready you know re-sunscreening up um i uh click the button in the door handle to unlock the rest of the car so i can go to the back and access the rack so i can inflate it fully and get going and i swing my my driver's side door closed and i hear a beep and it takes a second for it to sink in what i just did but i had successfully locked my wallet my phone and my keys in my car and i didn't know what to do i had never been encountered with a scenario where i couldn't even i could do nothing i had the clothes on my back and everything of importance was in the car i seriously considered for a little while there getting a rock and breaking a window but i was like okay let's think about this let's think this through there's a cop at like the entrance to this little parking lot he's like right there surely they can help me and i go over and i'm like excuse me officer i just locked my keys in my car do you have the ability to get inside a locked car and he said no and i was like okay do you have uh can you call a tow truck or do you have a phone i can borrow so i can call a tow truck and he said we're not really allowed to do that and i kind of did that like eye squinty thing and i'm like i didn't say this to him but i was like oh okay thank you but in the back of my head i'm like protect and serve like fucking be help it like if you can't help me <laughs> the fuck anyway um so that was mildly irritating uh but eventually what i ended up doing because i i had to do something something had to be done nothing was not an option so I asked a complete stranger if I could borrow his phone, which he graciously said yes. I had enough wherewithal to call my insurance because I'm covered for this type of dumb shit. They, you know, you know, they're like, "Do you have your account number and your your like uh, like V what is it VIN number uh, for the car?" And I'm like, "Everything of importance that I have at my disposal to tell you who I am is locked inside this car." And so we did it through like social security number and stuff like that. And eventually, 
we got to the point where I found out where exactly I was. I found like an intersection, you know, like some street names that I could give the guy. And I was like, listen, I've done this before. You guys are going to send text notifications about the dude, like approaching ETA and all that stuff. I don't have my phone. So when we're done talking, I'm returning this phone back to the original owner and you will not be able to contact me again. He's like, okay, I'll let the the, the the tow truck person know on the other end that they will not be able to reach you again for like further instructions. And I was like, good. And so he had the address. He knew what my car looked like. And that was it. I gave the phone back. That family left to go rafting. And I was left waiting. And I had no sense of knowing when I locked my keys in my car, when the call ended because I forgot to check. Nor when the dude showed up. Because he did show up. If I had to guess based on just the passage of time and the things I was able to do during that time period, I would estimate about 20 minutes. It really wasn't that long. But when you don't have your phone and you don't have anything to like really distract yourself with except just what's going on around you, time is a crawl. There was, it was, it seemed like it was a snail's pace. But the dude show up, not in a tow truck. He showed up in a, like a fucking Prius with a sign on the side that said, um, like Northwest Towing or something like that. Uh, but he had the gear and he popped open my car door. Uh, no problem. I swear he may have bent the door frame a little bit because there's like a, there's a whistling sound with my door now that didn't exist before. Um, so I might go out there tomorrow and just see if I can't fucking manhandle the door, like bent inward a little bit. Like I'll lower the window into the door and I'll just fucking go to town and like bend that motherfucker back in. Um, cause I swear he just bent it out a little bit. So I just need to bend it back in a little bit. Um, how hard could that be? Anyway, uh, he pops open the door, you know, it goes, if you, if you've never locked your keys in your car, it will set the alarm off by unlocking the car from the inside. So you kind of have to die for your keys and hit it. And then I did that and it was all unlocked and was good to go. And at this point, I was like, you know what sounds really nice is a nice gentle drift down river where I can just relax a little bit. I can let the stress of all this shit go. No problem. And so I get my raft out. Uh, I got a, a tube at Fred Meyer and that's why I also bought the towel. Um, which, uh, incidentally wasn't a towel but i'll get to that later um i inflate the raft i leave my wallet and shoes in the car because i don't want to deal with that stuff um i was gonna go without my shirt but i wanted to bring my phone and my car keys with me and i didn't want them in my short pockets because my shorts were going to be under the water level and my shirt that i had that day had a shirt pocket so i stuck those in the shirt pocket and I went down to the riverbank and I got my raft in um, and I went off drifting. Um, now, the actual experience of the rafting uh, can be seen in a video I filmed. Yes, I did. Yes, indeed. Uh, there's a video of it on the goingcast.com right now. You can go to check out the blog, goingcast.com forward slash blog, and you can see a video I did. I shot it on my phone. It's the first time I've shot uh, a video on the phone, so... Uh, as of this moment, I haven't edited it yet, so I don't know like the, what the quality looks like or anything like that, but during filming, it looked great, so I'm hopeful that it turns out well. Anyway, um, I'm just going to give you a brief uh, story of what happened during the actual rafting thing, 
because you can get more specifics in the uh, in the video. I I basically started rafting, um, thought about like the end of the journey where I have to figure out how to get some form of transportation to bring me back to my car. Decided I didn't want to go through with that. Drifted down river a little bit and then strong arm paddled my way against the current back up the river to the original starting location. Got back in my car. Uh, that's that's how it all went down. I think I was in the water for maybe thirty minutes. Um, and it was wonderfully relaxing until I had to fucking book it up river. Um, and then everything was fine. Like my keys didn't hit the water. My phone was dry. Everything was good. Got back in the car, discovered I was double parked. Um, and I couldn't get out. But fortunately the car that had pinned me in, uh, the driver was still there. And I was like, do you mind like moving you know, just, if you back up i can get out and then you guys can come back in and do that and he was like oh yeah no problem um and his buddies were helping me like negotiate the actual backing up of the car which was a fucking lifesaver because if they hadn't done that i probably would have hit at least two cars um so that was needlessly dangerous and my shirt was super wet at this point so i wasn't wearing a shirt um, during this period. Also, despite the fact that I was wearing a swimsuit, I also had underwear on, which meant, you know, fucking super uncomfortable. Anyway, I eventually get out of the, of the parking lot. Um, uh, got all my stuff. It's in the car, ready to go. And I hit the road. I got 45 minutes, uh, until I'm back at my place. Everything's going to be fine. Then a little light dings on my dashboard that I had not seen before. It was the symbol of a gas pump. I had 20 miles till empty. And I was like, oh. Oh, no. I don't know what'll happen if I run out of gas. I was in Fall City. I don't know anything about Fall City. So I did the only thing I could logically do. I basically grew up in Issaquah, which is super close to Fall City. And so I took the risk and I hit the highway. And I am feather touching that fucking pedal. People are zipping past me like super cranky. I'm in the far right lane. Like once I got to 60, I did as little as I could to keep it there. Cause I'm like, I like high speeds require less gas. It's the, it's the slower temperatures or temperatures, slower speeds that uh, utilize more gas. So if you're on highway speeds, it's usually more fuel efficient. So I'm just like feather touches feather touches and it's like two exits to go one exit to go click down to 10 and i was like fuck and so i get off the the highway and i'm 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 turning the wheel and i take the right to go into i i, I knew where there was a costco and so i was that's what i was heading for i'm like i could run out of gas at any minute but i'll be damned if i pay more than i have to i'm going to costco and so i went to costco and I came at it from the wrong angle because I took a turn too quickly. So I had to go into the Costco parking lot and do like a weird ring road thing. And the whole time I'm like sweating bullets hoping I can just fucking get there. And I did get in line. I did get gas. And when I filled that son of a bitch up, it said I had 420 miles till empty. And if that wasn't the fucking cherry on the, on the cake of the day, I don't know what was. Important thing to note, I had not eaten food nor consumed water since breakfast this day. I was starving, I was severely dehydrated, <laughs> and I'd been through a lot of shit. So I drove home, I got the raft out, 
washed it down, threw it in the garage, uh, took a shower, made some dinner, and decided to sit down and tell you all about my day. Huh. It was, it was a day. But like I said, you can enjoy a video of the actual rafting experience on uh, goingupcast.com right now. And there might be some some nice pictures I took uh, to kind of go inside with the uh, the whole experience because despite all the incredible challenges that I overcame today, uh, it was still beautiful up there. Absolutely gorgeous. It was a wonderful day. I'm super glad I did it. Um, just next time, going to plan things out a bit better. Um, and I also might buy like a bigger tube so I can have like a waterproof pocket so I don't have to be paranoid about things falling out of my pocket and into the river. Um, even though my phone is waterproof, uh, that doesn't mean I can necessarily find it again. So, you know, danger, danger, Will Robinson. But that was my one hell of a day. Also, real quick, the towel I thought I had purchased turned out to be what I can only describe as the thinnest throw rug in the world. It's got like weird tassel fringe around the entire thing, and it's a giant circle. And I've never seen a circular, like circular towel, never in my in all my days. So I don't think it's a towel, which would explain its complete inability to dry me effectively. Um, but now it's in like the wash, and I just have this thing now. Um, I don't know what to do with it. Um, I guess it would be fine on like a beach, you know, just lay out my my circle towel and just hang out on that. Um, but just bring like an actual towel to dry yourself. Because uh, this thing ain't gonna get the job done, uh, but that's what that turned out to be. So I do have the raft and the and my dumbass towel for next time, I guess. Uh, and we'll probably do it later in the summer again, but like actually do it this time, um, probably. I don't know. But compared to skydiving, this is uh, is a lot lower tier in terms of uh, in terms of stress. Um, that being said, end of August, I think I'm going whitewater rafting. So that's kind of that's kind of fun too. So who knows? More interesting videos coming down the pipeline. Anyway, that's enough about this day. Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. This week for Songs of the Week, I am retreading old ground with one song. And I'm talking about one of my favorite movie songs of the 90s. When did this movie come out? Quickly, quickly checking, checking checking when did this come out 80s 80s 88 anyway uh let's talk about the first song so a little while ago i think it was two weeks um i talked about hallelujah uh the leonard cohen uh original that apparently took him years to write it is a song i consider to be a masterpiece um i have a playlist on spotify called Masterclass where I'm slowly, very, very slowly putting songs on there that I believe to be truly perfect. Um, and Cohen's version is not on there. Straight up. I don't understand how he could have written such a beautiful song and have that version of the song. Like, it's it's an okay version of the song. I like the gang vocals. I think that's all really good. Um, his cadence is just a little, like, compared to the version that we... Uh, like popularly know uh, that came later on his original is is very different but I wanted to correct a wrong um, here Jeff Buckley's version of the song is iconic it is poignant it is super emotional 
made even more so because of his untimely death. But he was very much inspired by another cover of the song. True credit for cracking the Hallelujah mystery goes to John Cale, who is an iconic uh, musician, one of the founding members of the Velvet Underground. And his version of Hallelujah came out in 1991, I want to say. Um, and then it was covered by Jeff Buckley. Uh, and it was those two versions that gave the song uh, true commercial success. So it could be covered uh, later on by nitwits like the Pentatonics, who I fucking despise. I hate acapella music. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to give credit because John Cale's version and Buckley's version are two incredible versions of this song. And I want to put both of them on the playlist. So I did. There we go. I wanted to correct that wrong. Um, it's, it's an truly incredible song. And it deserves all the like points in its corner. Because it, it deserves it. The song is truly, in my opinion, at, at least perfect. Anyway. The other song I want to talk about is by no means a perfect song. But it's fine. So you know what? That's why I wanted to talk about it. It comes to us from the movie Oliver and Company, and it's called Why Should I Worry? It is written and performed by one of my all-time favorite musicians, Billy Joel, who also provides the voice for the character Dodger in the movie Oliver and Company. I thought he just provided the voice. I did not know he... Or I just thought he provided the voice for the... Like, he sang for the songs. I did not know he was the like the the actual voice actor uh for dodger throughout the film uh i think that makes a lot of sense it's all about a dog that knows new york city like the back of his hand and fucking much like how bruce springsteen can write about you know blue collar stuff fucking billy joel writes about the best city on the planet better than anybody alive so let's listen to my version of why should i worry where I forget the words like halfway through and I just kind of grumble my way. It's great. Let's take a listen. One minute I'm in Central Park Then I'm down on Delancey Street From the Bowery to St. Mark's There's a syncopated beat Like this Singing what? a suggestion for song of the week and you want me to hear about it you can email me at goingupcast at gmail.com or use the contact page at goingupcast.com let's move on to the next thing in the podcast San Diego Comic Con was a week ago <laughs> it was a bit ago happened recently um, and a lot of stuff 
was announced. A lot of movies, a lot of whatever. But the, the one thing I really want to talk about is what Marvel's doing. Because not that long ago, I was like, we haven't heard squat from Marvel. I, I predict they're going to take a break and we won't see a whole lot of Marvel. So people like kind of calm down from the Infinity Saga before they start ramping up again. Um, never mind. <laughs> it's all been completely thrown out the window. First of all, they've officially labeled the next batch of movies as Phase 4. Which I think is pretty interesting because Phases 1 to 3 was the Infinity Saga. And that was a pretty nice, neat rap bundle. And granted, a lot of the characters in the next phase of movies are, you know, like the same characters and same actors and stuff like that. But it's curious that this is officially labeled as Phase 4. Perhaps the, the tie-ins will be stronger than than I think right now. Um, granted, this, this um, like, image of what's coming down the pipeline is liable to change because you can go back and look at their original layout for phase three and there are movies on that list that never fucking happened like the inhumans was on that list that never happened that got bumped to a tv show that got pretty much immediately canceled because nobody gave a fuck about the inhumans so let's let's take this news with a grain of salt however because there are things on here that have been confirmed for a long time i think we can reasonably guess that all of these movies are going to happen so let me just quickly run down the list. I'll tell you where you can see it and what the hell is happening with it. So May 1st, 2020. This is all within the next two years. There are 10 projects to talk about in the next two years. Holy fuck. Number one, May 1st, 2020 is the Black Widow movie. We've been waiting for the solo Black Widow movie for a while. Scarlett Johansson is a producer on her own movie. It's fantastic. Should be really good. It's got David Barber in it from a fucking doctor. Not just doctor. From, I was going to say Doctor Stranger Things. Uh, from Stranger Things and the really really terrible new Hellboy remake so that should be really good fall 2020 uh, coming out with Disney Plus is Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, which should be all about the Falcon becoming Captain America the logo indeed has the Captain America shield should be really good uh, keep in mind that all the Disney Plus shows are going to be feature film budgets they're going to be like 10 episode long miniseries like um you know, like anything you might find on Amazon Prime or Netflix. Like it's just going to be, it's going to be a short miniseries um, or a limited series, I should say. But it's like, it's got the original actors. It's going to be incredible. I can't wait. Marvel, the Eternals comes out November 6th. It looks like 2020 later that same year. It has an absolute all-star cast. I know fucking nothing about the Eternals, but I'm very excited. It's really diving deep into the Marvel cosmic. Like, these, these beings, I believe, have been around since, like, the dawn of the universe. And I think Thanos was an Eternal um, in a variation of the comics. I could be wrong. There's going to be a big Marvel comic book nerd out there who's going to be like, um, actually, and I can't wait to hear what they say because I don't know anything about the Eternals. February 12th, 2021 is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, this is the first Marvel movie led by a, an Asian actor. And I am very excited. I know fucking nothing about that character. But Marvel is yet to lead me astray. Uh, at least not since um, The Incredible Hulk, which came out like fucking 2008 or something like that. And that movie sucks. Coming to Disney Plus, we have WandaVision, which I know a lot of people are not excited about this movie. Or the show, actually. I don't really know why. Um, I'm curious uh, where it falls in the timeline. Because Vision's dead. So, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to fall in. Not sure what they're gonna do there, but Vision's dead. So, 
who knows the the logo looks to be a neon sign so perhaps we're gonna jump back to like fucking like pre-civil war like when they're hanging out in scotland and stuff i have no idea but they're making it so there you go probably the the second most interesting movie to come out in this this whole like spiel is doctor strange in the multiverse of madness that's what it's called doctor strange in the multiverse of madness now you got people like me whoever read the comic books who sees something called multiverse of madness and instantly think about the mountain of madness and go oh this is going to be some lovecraftian shit which could be fucking incredible it's not going to be i have absolutely no idea what it's gonna be it's probably a very iconic doctor strange series of comics where it tells you exactly what the fuck goes down but knowing nothing right now i predict it's probably just going to be exactly what it sounds like uh, doctor strange has to deal with a bunch of multiverses which means we're going to see a bunch of different versions of like some classic characters just being like goofballs and stuff like that that's what i predict of it is. but i'm very excited to see what it is also when you're dealing with something as complicated and complex as the multiverse the freedom that fucking marvel has to just go fucking ape shit and change everything with that kind of stuff like this could be the reset button this could be the thing that completely just rockets everything out the window and it's like what are we doing now fucking whatever we want let's go um so there's that spring 2021 loki which is pretty much the only show we have a pretty decent I, actually i think we have a pretty decent idea about what most of them are going to be but this one we've got a really clear cut this deals with loki after he picks up the tesseract in endgame and vanishes that's that's the the premise of the show we we know this um from like people telling us what's up but that's what it's going to be about and i'm like ooh. so i i'm i'm be willing to bet that it's just going to be a show about how loki just wins the day um which could be pretty fantastic but that should be very good once again all the original actors come back to reprise their roles summer of 2021 is the animated marvel show what if where it delves into questions that uh we can ask about the marvel universe like what if agent carter took the super serum instead of steve rogers what would have happened then that's right captain america would have been a woman which she is in uh spider gwen uh it's a it's a it's a strong black one which i thought was awesome so that should be really good also in fall 20 or um in fall 2021 we have hawkeye which is all about um the current hawkeye training the next hawkeye how to be hawkeye um, I can't remember her name, but she's rad. So very excited about that. And then finally, November 5th, 2021, Thor, Love and Thunder. It's the fourth Thor movie. Once again, directed by Taika Waititi, who did uh, Ragnarok, which we all fucking pretty much universally agreed was a fantastic film. And it has Natalie Portman playing the mighty Thor. So I'd be willing to bet that we're probably not going to see Chris Hemsworth in this film at all. Because he's too busy being a fucking chuckle fucking Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which was not part of this lineup, but will most likely come out in uh, Phase 5, would be my guess. Because, like, we have many films that have sequel potential that have not been officially really confirmed, including Black Panther, uh, Captain Marvel, there's a Spider-Man 3 coming, we can all sense it. If you saw Spider-Man 2, you know there's a sequel on the way. And it's, you know... It's gonna, it's gonna probably happen. Um, I doubt we're gonna see another Ant-Man movie. Um, I'm very excited that we're getting a second Doctor Strange movie. 
Uh, that's probably probably the one I'm the most excited for. I don't know enough about the new Thor movie to get like really excited about it. I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna see all this stuff, but just on paper, a new Doctor Strange movie. Because now he's like, now he's like fucking in it. He's Doctor Strange, and he's got he's got the know-how and the knowledge, and he's gonna deal with some shit that other Marvel characters wouldn't even know what the fuck to do with. So very excited about that so a lot of great things came out of san diego comic-con but i really wanted to take up uh, a minute of your time to talk about the new mcu stuff because we spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about the marvel cinematic universe and i had to mention the new shit coming out so and also keep in mind that fucking disney plus is right around the corner this november so we're gonna get we're gonna get a bunch of disney stuff in there as well very exciting you know it's also very exciting moving on to the next thing Finally, this week, I want to pay tribute to one of the most iconic voice actors in the business. Russie Taylor sadly passed away earlier this week. She was best known for being the voice of Minnie Mouse from 1986 until 2019. She was the Minnie Mouse voice. If you grew up in, like, when, when I grew up, if you heard Minnie Mouse when you were a kid, you heard... You heard Rusty Taylor, and she she was incredible. She put so much warmth and life into pretty much every character that she ever got behind the mic for. Uh, some other incredible characters that she did. She was Huey, Dewey, and Louie in the original run of DuckTales. She was Martin Prince, um, Uter, uh, the Sherry and Terry in The Simpsons. She was in The Little Mermaid. She was in House of Mouses, all these, all these incredible characters. She was all over the place. And the, the last thing she did, the last thing she did voice work for was one of the new Mickey Mouse cartoons called Carried Away, where Minnie sings a song to Mickey about how much she loves him. And after hearing this sad news and watching that short in with that context it brought a tear to my eye because it was it's it's incredibly sad that that was the that was the final that was the final thing that uh that she did she was 75 years old so i just wanted to pay tribute to a disney legend an absolute sweetheart of an individual and an iconic voice one that will never be replicated so cheers rusty taylor and thank you all very much for listening to this episode of the Going Upcast. I know it's a bit of a it's a bit of a downer, but I wanted to I wanted to say something because it it impacted me, and I think it'll impact a lot of people out there because it doesn't get more iconic as far as I'm concerned. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week. <laughs>